0: Tim and I'm one of the leaders here at the Vine, and and uh, we are carrying on our series uh, of looking at Jesus and life. And this is all around, uh, mainly around how you live your life. I don't know if you remember back in the right at the beginning of September. Uh, it wasn't that long ago, really, was it? But it was two weeks ago. But I kicked us off, and I said that if you were to take a snapshot of me and my family, um, it, would, it would paint a picture of what we were like. It could paint a picture of uh, maybe what we do or how we feel, like this picture up here. Maybe it paints a picture of what we uh, look like or maybe what we like to wear, our facial emotions. But what it does probably not paint a picture is maybe not of our values. By looking at that picture, you probably don't see our values. Maybe you think of it, you think, oh, they're to have a good family life, a happy time, uh, which we do try to do that and not just be miserable and sad all the time. But, uh, but it doesn't show your true values. But if I was going to paint a picture of you or take a picture of you, what would your life look like by means of that the values you live in? your life by and I always question if you ever sat down and thought about the values you live your life by. Probably like most of us you've never sat down and probably thought about the values you live your life by but we all live by values in our lives. See we as Christians are called to be followers of Jesus, to become more like Jesus and throughout this series we're going to be exploring some of Jesus' values. And it's all from this remarkable passage we find in Philippians 2. And I'm just going to read it to, to us. And it says this. In your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Jesus Christ, Christ Jesus, who, being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every other name. Or every name. Amen. Uh, uh, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, to glory of the God, the Father. See, sometimes we take our values as given. But if we do not communicate our values even to each other, we can't expect each other to respond in how we want to be valued. Your values affect the way you interact in your marriage, in your family relationships, in your friendships, with your work colleagues. It even affects how you Interact with someone over the counter when you go to buy your weekly shopping at Asda or wherever you do it, your values would affect all that your values will guide and define you to uh, d- define you. But what do I mean by values? Well, values are something that you hold at important. you hold at a high standard. See on week one, I kicked us off by saying that. One of our values, or one value that I encourage us to have, is that we always ask God first. This really important question. God, what do you want to do in my life? What do you want to do today? Not living on our own ways or getting into a routine of life. I don't know if you remember, I spoke about, um, from John 5, and about... The, uh, the man that was at the, the pool, and he'd been there for 38 years, and Jesus comes on and says, do you actually even want to be healed? And it was this whole thing is that, actually, uh, the way we live our life, are we including God? Are we asking God? Asking God first. Then Dave spoke amazingly last week about being teachable, a teachable spirit. He quoted this verse, teach me to do your will, for you are my God, may your good spirit lead me on level ground. From Psalm 143, verse 10. But this week, I want to speak to us about this. The story of my life. The story of my life. Don't worry, I'm not going to be singing the Wrong Direction song. If that one came out of my mind. When I thought about this, I thought, maybe I could. And I thought, no way. I even listened to it a couple of times on YouTube. But I couldn't get the tune. And you wouldn't want to hear me speak. I uh, sing. But... this is the main point of the sermon. You know, if you walked away right now and you took this point away, please don't walk away. But if you did, you know, take this point away. And, you know, most people gear up to hit the main point at the end. I'm going to give you the main point at the beginning and uh, tell you the main point at the end. And hopefully, somehow, uh, you would think, yeah, that's a good point uh, during the sermon. But this is the main point. Values are the foundations to your life. Values should be the foundation to our lives. At the end of last month, uh, a group of us went to West Point 2019, which was an awesome time all together. And you go, as most of us know, you go on the Thursday and you come back on the Monday and so we we pack everything away you know as soon as you wake up on the monday morning you 've got one thing in your mind, and that is to get home as soon as possible, trying to avoid some traffic. so you spend a lot of time packing up and uh, as well as I drove the van down to West Point and drove it back. So I delivered a few people's items back and went to different places. So I got home about half three, four o'clock in the afternoon, which was absolutely fine. And, uh, and then we, we, as a family, we had dinner together. And then I was like, we've got to pop out to Tesco's to go and get some food because we really didn't have anything in the house except for food bits we could make a dinner with. So I go out to Tesco's. And I go out my driveway, walk up the road because Tesco isn't too far away, the local Tesco Express. And as I'm walking up the driveway, I notice someone I know. And I, I just turn around. So I'm going to Tesco. And the next thing I know, I go bang, and I walked into a car boot, which is someone left it open. The guy wasn't there, and I don't know if you can see. It, you probably can't. You know, it did really hurt at the time. You know, it did really hurt, honestly. And and I walked into it, uh, and I hit it, and then I, you know what, you know, like, you don't pass out, but you, like, you go, oh, what's happened? You ever had that experience? You know what I mean? You, you haven't, like, you haven't, like, uh, blacked out or anything, but you take a step back for about five seconds. You're like, where am I? And I was, and then I put my hand up, and there was just blood all over my hand, blood all over my face. And uh, the person who was, I was saying, I was going up to Tesco, was looking at, they came up, and they said, oh, that's pretty deep, isn't it? I was like, thanks. And I was like, thanks. The guy came out, and I said, I'm oh, sorry, I've just hit your car. Uh, you know, I was apologetic. It's because I'm a nice guy. But I was apologetic, and uh, he heard the thump. He was in his house. He was obviously moving stuff from his car because the boot was up to his van. He heard the thump, hit it, and I went him to, to Becky, and she, she said, what's happened? There's all blood everywhere. And uh, she looked at it, and uh, a, a, a while after, she said, this always happens to us. Because we thought we'll come home from West Point and we'll have a restful evening to ready on Tuesday to start the week again. And uh, we thought we'll just relax, get everything sorted and relax. And she said, she said pretty much, this is the story of our lives. You know, we plan something and it doesn't always go to plan. This is a story of my life. And uh, I wonder if you've ever said something like that, that this is the story of my life or something similar this is always the way life goes for me. This is always the way I feel. Or I always respond in this particular way. Why does it always happen to me? Why does it every time I get to this time of year, this happens? Or this? This is the story of my life. And I reckon we've all probably said that or something similar about something Values are the foundation of our lives. See, we can only control ourselves. We can't control anyone else. We can't control how someone else treats us. We can't control what someone else says about us. But we can always control ourselves and what we do and how we respond. And I believe that your values will affect how you respond. Does that make sense? See, maybe you always get angry. Maybe you always get annoyed at someone because they treat you a certain way. You can't control where they're doing, but you can control yourself. See, you can write a different story to your life. A life which is lived by values, and the values shape and define the way you live your life and how you react. See, there's no argument Jesus was the greatest preacher and communicator on this planet for a mile. This is what Jesus knew. He knew the best way to preach a sermon, and he would often use something to relate to people in their lives. You read throughout the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John... Not so much John, but Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And he's always talking about farmers, coins, vines, and fruit. Have you noticed that? It's because they understood that. They saw it every day. He was the greatest preacher. And we're going to go for a story where he uses sand and rocks. And for us, we live in a coastal area. We all get sand and rocks and what they mean. It's a simple story. And we often tell it to children. But I believe this is an absolute powerful and life-changing story. And it's this story. And we're going to read it together from Luke now, which you have on the screen. And it's Luke 6, verse 46 to 49. But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things which I say? Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundations of the rock. And when the flood rose, the stream beat uh, venemently, is that right? Thank you, guys. Against the house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. Next slide. But he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built his house on the earth without a foundation, against which the stream beat venemently, and immediately it fell and the ruin of the house was great. See, most of us in this room would have heard that story. You know, we love to it to children, but actually there is a powerful and a life-changing message in this story. The one who built his house upon a rock, and there's a one who built his house upon sand. The one who built his house upon the rock, the storm came and it didn't go. The one who built his house upon the sto- uh, sand, the storm came and it... Washed away. See, the meaning of this parable is quite obvious. Proper foundations are necessary. See, with a literal house, it is unwise to build on sand. Because the foundations would be unsteady. And the house would eventually suffer and damage. This will waste resources. it's All the time and the work they put into building the house in the first place... And it's gone to nothing because it's been washed away. See, in contrast to the wise man, the foolish man builds his house upon the sand. See, Jesus' sermon, he was not concerned with how to construct a house, it's not a construction manual of a house. But there's a spiritual element in this. And in Matthew 7, verse 24, he says this. Everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on a rock. See, each one of us are building our lives. Some of us are building our lives on rock. And some of us are building our lives on sand. That's what Jesus is saying. Some of us are wise. Some of us are foolish. That's what he's saying. See, it seems at times that everything in the world is set up to make us turn away from God's words. And even our own feelings pull us away from what the Bible says. But the wise man will follow the words of God despite these pressures not as a way to show off or earn salvation, but because he trusts God. See, I think there's two meanings to this story overall. And number one is about that we build a house upon a rock. And who is the rock? Jesus. That, that is the, the primary meaning of this story, is that you should build your life upon Jesus because everything else in this world will be worth as nothing. It will, it will go away. It will slide away. It will be washed away. The second meaning is this, is that the values you live by would affect your life. Our lives should be built upon good values, good godly values that don't just float away when the storm comes or you have a different change of scenery and they float away. But we keep close to Jesus. Do you know, it's one of my dreams to build my own house. Not not literally build my own house, by the way, I should say, but to to design and to project manage my own house. And you never know, with God, that might be possible one day. You never know. It's not possible at the moment, but you never know. But since we've moved into our house, which is nearly two years ago, I've had a project to do up my garden, which many of you have heard about before. But we have taken down about... Ten trees from our garden before you're thinking that would kind of kill the environment I'm not trying to kill the environment you should see these trees you know but we've taken it down 10 trees they're like literally about double the size of me and they're ugly and horrible trees and most of them are uh, brambles and stuff but we've taken them all down and then we've the other day well the other day in August we started to lay a patio and this was really hard work and now I talk about it, I feel really good about myself. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. The biggest ever project I've ever done in my own life, and I did it with Becky's help as well. She was the, and other people maybe. But, but the thing is, I did it, and I feel good about myself now. But we've all done that, haven't we? We do things, and we feel good about ourselves. It's all good. But, but the thing what I did, I looked on YouTube and followed videos of how to do something like this. And uh, what we did, we, would, we cut a base round. Actually, that was Becky's job. And then we found out she did the wrong size, so we had to redo it. Um, just to let you know, she's not here. She said to me as we walked out, she said, I'm sorry I'm missing your sermon. I'll listen to it on podcast another day. Uh, but but she, we cut the base, which she got wrong. But we cut the base. We digged about 15 centimeters underground, which is a lot of digging, a lot of turf, a lot of uh, mud to leave. And then we, we had to get two 800 kilograms of sub-base. And so we ordered that in, and uh, Salco came along and planted it in front of our house. And so we had to get it from the front of the house to the back of the house. So we did it in these small buckets. We literally spent a whole day doing these. And we have, we've got up, we have to go up steps to get to the back of our garden. So we go up steps. It was absolutely horrible. And then we did the sand. And then we did the cementing to put the, uh, to put the patio on. But the reason I'm saying this is that I quickly learned that foundations are really important. And it was the foundations that took the time. It wasn't putting the paving slabs on. You know, that was remarkably easier, putting actually the physically paving slabs on. It was the foundations that took about three to four days, you know, digging out, putting the right things in so that today I can go on it. And thankfully, it doesn't just, you know, slide away. But I think this is In many ways, an example for our lives. Foundations, and most of us know this, is really important in our life. The values we live by should be the foundations to our lives. See, let's think about Jesus for a moment. He was labelled a rebel by the authorities. His critics chased him and tried to stone him. One of his closest friends, Judas, betrayed him just before he was about to die. The religious leaders said he was a liar. Many believed that he was insane for claiming to be the son of God. Even one disciple, before he even met Jesus, he said this, and he gossiped behind his back, what good can come from Nazareth? Do you know, throughout the whole of Jesus' life, People didn't like him. Majority, majority of people. You know, we read through the Bible. And we think, you know, this person got saved. He gathered 15,000 people, and you know that was awesome. But there was still a lot of people that you know gossip behind his back. They, you know, the authorities hated him. The religious leaders, you know, they said he's a liar for claiming that he's the son of God. But did the things that happened to Jesus shape his life? No. Far from the truth, Jesus lived his life by the values that he learned from the Father and by being the Son of God. The values of love, the values that I'm going to honor you, I'm going to serve you, the values that I'm committed, the value that I'm I'm on the Father's business, the value that I am the child of God. Not the things externally did not affect the way he lived his life. You know, if we allow the things of the world to affect the way we live our lives, we're going to be like a boat in a storm, just shaking up and down, walking and walking, going from one way to the other way. Life is going to be manic and hectic. We are not in control of what other people do to us, but we can control the way we respond. If your value in life is to honor people, that means if someone says something to you or does something to you that does not honor you, you've got to honor them. See, let, let's put it as an example. Say if you're at work and you know someone speaks behind your back and says, that person doesn't do a great job at work. They always let the team down. They always never get their. They, they come to meetings and they say, they say that they'll get it done by the end of the week and they never get it done by the end of the week. We're fortunate to get it done by the next week. And you're sitting there thinking, they're talking about me. That person always puts me down behind my back. But if your value is to honor them, you can't honor them if they honor you first. You've got to honor them despite how they're treating you. Because that's what Jesus did. And that's a value that you've, you've, you've decided to live out your life. And if you honor them, something changes in you. And something changes in the environment and the other person over time. But you could say, well, they're ruining my day. No, you're ruining your own day because you're letting that person shape you and your values rather than letting God shape your values. They're not ruining your day. You're letting them ruin your day. Values are the foundation to our lives. Charles Swindoll, a famous Christian preacher, writer, etc, etc. He says this, life is 10% what happens to us and 90% of how we respond. You know, you could get pernickety and you could say, no, it's 15, 28, 5 actually, Charles. But whatever, what he's saying, there's truth in there. It's not about often what happens to us, it's about how we respond. How often we've all been there. We wake up Something happens, and it affects our whole day. It affects our attitude. It affects everything. Because we've been affected by the things that have happened to us, not by the values we're trying to live our lives by. To honor others, servant-heartedness, talking to God first, thinking of others more significant than yourselves. That's just a few that you might uh, consider a value in your life. See, if you have values they will, and you live them out, it will change your life. What are your values? That's the question. What are your values? I just want to spend a minute. Vicky's going to send some pieces of paper and pen round. And I just want to spend a minute to uh, really think about that maybe you want to write down some of your values. Maybe you've never sat down really and thought about it. And, you know, no one else is going to see them. I'm not going to make this a big thing. I just thought it would be a good idea just to think about what are my values. what are my values? A value means something that you hold high standard, something that's important to you, something that you want to give back to the world. Maybe it's honor people. I want to serve people. I want to love people. You know, you could say I could write 100 values down, but it's hard to remember 100 values if you're going to do it in your, you know, when you're you're back with your brother or sister or you're back with your parents. You know, it's good to be specific. So we're going to send around some paper and pen. are just going around now. You now, whilst the paper and pen is going around, you know, have to think about what What is your values? value of maybe I want to think, always think of good in people. I always want to see good in people. I want to be an encourager. (laughs) Note to self, don't bend down don't bend down. Whatever you do, don't bend down. Apologies for that. <laughs> now, as you're thinking about that and writing things down, and you might not have anything yet, and that's okay. I don't want I, like this just between you just to get you thinking, really. But, you know, we all love biographies, don't we? You know, I love, I love reading biographies. I've read Billy Graham's biography, you know, behind the scenes, you know, all his life. I've read know, different people's biographies, different people around j- Christian leaders and church leaders and charity leaders, whatever. You know, I love reading biographies. And we read biographies and they say that they've done this, they've done that and that and this. And on one hand, we should honor those who have gone before us and we should, we should use their shoulders to go forward and advance even further. But on the other hand, uh, we shouldn't allow us to think that, well, that's you know, they were so great, they were so awesome people, you know, know, they're just different to me. No, we can live our lives similar by the values that they had. You know, we should look at our stories, our own lives and our own values. See, we all love a good story, I think. A, a, A love story. A story which is heroic. A mystery story. A story that grips you, that is constantly causing you to hold on. You know, there's a new TV series, which is a story in many ways called Capture. I absolutely love it. You know, we all love stories, and, but really we are part of something bigger, and it's God's story. It's what God is doing throughout this whole world. It's what he's done, and he's doing, and he's going to do. And it's his story. But it's also our story. It's my story and your story. And there is a part that is written for you. And in this story, this is a truthful saying. There is a crucial part planned by Father God that only you can fulfill. There's a part of his story that he's been given to you that only you can fulfill. Because before time. God gave you gifts. God gave you a heart and abilities. And he said, I've given you everything you need and now fulfill it. See, we are all called to run an individual race marked out for us with perseverance. With our eyes fixed on Jesus, as the Hebrew writer writes. But we live by values and these should be the foundation to our lives. See, I started off this morning saying this was the main point. Values are the foundation to our lives. That actually what you build your life on is important. The rock. Jesus as the rock. But also the rocks, the values you live by. Because times will change. You will change your job. You will change the place you live. Even people in our lives change. They move away. People come and go. But God and our values should never change. And I want to really encourage you to take time to think about your values. You know, we've had a few minutes today, but to take time to think about what is important to me, because what is important to me and my life can be different to you, and that's okay. But how do I want to live my life? But always remember... That don't allow anyone else to shape your life in a sense of that what they say to you and do to you, don't react in it. Because only you can control your own self. And let your values control your own self. Not let other people control the way you feel. I want to pray for us. Father God, Lord God, we all in this room want to build lives upon rocks. Lord, we don't want to be foolish and build like the man in the parable that built his life on the sand. Father, we want to um, build good on good foundations. So, Father God, through your Holy Spirit, help us to know which values are important to our lives. I pray that through your Holy Spirit, that even now, that you will be highlighting things in our minds that would say, actually, this is I want a value of honouring people, to serve people, to love people, no matter what they do to me. And I pray, Father God, for each one of us, for those that maybe that have had things said about them to their face or behind their backs. Or maybe as life has not gone as planned. And we are living out of those things that have happened to us. Help us not to live out those things, but help us to be, um, to live out what you say, God, and the values that you've said, that I am a child of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. You know, Emma's going to come up, and we're going to lead in worship, and there's an opportunity for prayer now, and you, this is an opportunity for anyone. This is a great time and environment to get prayer. And it might be you want prayer for something that's happened to you. But also, I would like to highlight two things. It's firstly, what Emma said earlier today in terms of that, actually, you might feel that you know, God is in control of your whole life, your next couple of days, your next couple of months, maybe that spoke to you. But also, uh, what I shared in terms of maybe you've had things that have happened to you that you've taken on. You know, you've allowed it to affect your whole life. You haven't responded by what God says or your own your values, but you've responded by the things, and it's ruined your day itself, it's ruined your life. And you've holded on to it. Does that make sense? I would love to pray for you if that spoke to you. You've had things in your life that you've taken on, which you knew that you shouldn't have taken on. Is that okay? So let's stand and worship God, and I and the prayer ministry team will be at the back to pray.